This is going to be a bad month. Month or year? Month. I mean, so both. We might talk about the year thing in a minute, but um, we got 33 days, I think, and it's, it's not going to be good. I mean, it's going to be really bad. It's going to be more than 33 days. It, it's going to go past November 3rd, I hate to tell you. No, I mean Wolf Blitzer is going to be there. He's he's going to he's, he's going to make a decision call from the from the decision desk and from the situation room. And he's, um, I'm sorry, you're right. If there's if there's any entity that is most equipped to handle a volatile, fast moving situation, it would be cable news networks. You're you're right. Well, yeah, I mean, they they got the ticker, and, and I mean, his name's Wolf, so he's 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 in the situation room. Well, you know, he's he's all over the place. He's you know, he's, he's like a wolf. I mean, if if his name was like Sloth Blitzer, that would be less ideal. It'd be a lot less catchy. I don't know. I think he could make it work. He'd be popular in Santa Cruz, I think. Well, that's no, that's no, a, that's, no, a that's a banana, banana slug. Ah, I, I gotta ah, I gotta take that back to the so. workshop. Damn it, I you're, thought you're, I was you're, being you're, so you're, creative. You're canceled, but not in the bad way. <laughs> uh, you want to start though. over? No, we're keeping that. In, but, but honestly, <laughs> I but I, I, I appreciate that you went out on a limb there and, and it didn't quite work. But, you know, it's okay. <sighs> but no, like, I mean, it's... the Like, October surprise is... Like, I I mean... It's going to be... I don't know. I'm not sure I have it been... Okay, can we, we're going to put a 45 second cap on it, but Tuesday was really bad. It was, yeah. And I, I, I felt exa- like exhausted and dirty afterward. Like I just, it was really bad. And I, I don't know because you know how there's always on Twitter and in 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 the in the news, the East Coast media elites, little circles, and all that kind of stuff. Like, there's always the people who will kind of tell you, like, is you know, is there smoke or is there fire, or how how much is this latest provocation from um from the president matter? And I'm I'm kind I'm kind of really really worried about how things are going to go with um you know just just trying to burn it all down more than people thought they were with their initial vote of thinking that like, of because of, that's, that's the whole theory of why we're in this situation for the past four years is one, we have to blame Hillary, Hillary and her emails and the fact that she didn't spend enough time campaigning and was it Wisconsin or Michigan, which is the one that they pretend that that's why we, we deserve what we have. I think they blame both. Yeah. But it like the whole theory was that, Oh yeah, the, the, the white working class, it was a protest vote because the system wasn't working for them. Well, how's, How's it working now? I don't know. It was just it was just bad, um, and I, and I don't know. But I I just feel like there's no way that we're gonna make it through this month. Well, that was that was what I shared with you afterwards. Was I you know I I felt like that was the first moment for me where it it like hyperbole aside, it really did feel like we might not ever go back as a as a country to the way things were from from a democracy perspective 
I mean, I'm clinging to the hope, and this is not an original thought, that when government or democracy or leaders are tested and we're really in like a in like a, at a at a at a fork in the road or whatever Robert Frost, Thomas Frost, Thomas Paine said, um, that we we rise up and that we we somehow come better from it. But I mean, it's it's the part where there's this. 38 to 42 percent of people who just think everything's fucking fine and that there is no there is no floor and there is no we're not, we're not gonna get into the suburban woman vote but like there's just like there's just no in, in avenue out here which well, let's keep digging yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's well, hold it let's yeah again let's leadership hashtag leadership let's let's look to the commander in chief and let's just keep fucking digging <laughs> You know, it, it, you know I, don't, I don't know if you've listened to today's Daily, which was about mail-in voting kind of slash the election in general. Mm-hmm. If somehow we get a polling error kind of in the, I guess, opposite direction of 2016, where, you know, Biden, who's up seven or eight points nationally, actually ends up you know, being up 10 to 11 points, and it, it really is truly a blowout. That that seems like the one circumstance where the next two to three months won't be just a complete disaster. But anything short of that seems like it's it's just going to be a mess. But I feel like that's an unreasonable standard. Where it, 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 sp- it totally is, yeah, 100%. Oh, like, and, and, I'm not, and I'm not blaming you, but where the fact that we now have to count on the blue wave being a tidal wave and that the new standard for somebody peacefully leaving office is that they have to be defeated by like 15 points in the popular vote, which equates to uh, 0.15 times 128 million by being beaten by 19.2 million votes that that's the that's the standard of i lost by a little like i don't know man it's just it's gonna be bad and i just i don't yeah i i i have to i guess i'm gonna have to control my media like did did you did you listen to the daily today i listened to everything i i i the yeah. the, the phrase the, the red, a, red mirage, mirage has yeah. It's it's been with me today. Let's let's put it that way. I I was I was out for a nice walk this morning, you know, before the the air quality got super bad again and was listening to the episode of the daily and that that phrase came up and you know, it was described kind of what that meant and what that might look like and I just thought, yeah, that's probably exactly what's going to happen and that's going to be awful i thought the guy do you remember his name no okay so not mike was (laughs) sorry highly qualified journalist sorry dude um if the daily had better show notes their show notes are kind of a mess they're they're too long they're like they're like three paragraphs scrunched into a single paragraph you know this is why we need to unsubscribe from the times that's the part where so you mentioned that you're off twitter a little bit or you're trying to control your consumption I, yeah i'm i'm super off twitter I, so so we'll, we'll we'll get back to that but uh, but i i i'm i i hate where there's a certain 
type of liberal who will get mad, like super, super mad. And they'll all start doing like a retweet circle where they're all mad that Brett Stevens wrote something. And they're like, I'll cancel, cancel your subscription to the times. Is that really what's wrong right now? That, 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 that your uh, newspaper of choice is not delivering the news or the opinion page exactly the way that you want it. So that, so that's, that's what's wrong with society. It's, it's not everything else that's supporting it. I don't know. Anyway, so the guy's name was Luke Broadwater. That's a yeah, good that, name. That's right. That's a good yeah. name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was gonna make the make the joke that he owns the mo- most expensive place in Monopoly, but that's Boardwalk. I, I was gonna make a uh, Luke Skywalker Star Wars joke, but I they couldn't quite. You know, I didn't want I didn't want there to be another um, banana slug incident. Yeah, you're 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 stepping on eggshells here. Um, <laughs> I do appreciate that you kept it singular, um, out of deference to the three quarters of one Star War I've watched. <laughs> well, it was, oh, it was epi- more out of deference to Darth, but sure. sure. Episode four, so boring. Um, <sighs> so boring. Right. So, yeah. So, uh, it's gonna be bad and. Uh, the only silver lining is that I'm going to get a 5e Fox t-shirt and that will make another uh, four years of this t- palatable. Um, I'm, I'm going to buy one of those shirts too. I, I got the calculator one, not the, um, because it came I in. Want the, I, I want the podcast one, I think. Yeah, you should get it, man. Yeah. Treat, uh, treat, 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 yourself. treat yourself. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, somebody made a good toot, uh, uh, good toot on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Were you going to say twoot? I was going to say tweet, but then I, I corrected it to the proper thing and just toot. <laughs> um, let me pull this up because I texted it to somebody else. Uh, you know, for, for just not to rudely interrupt, but I, I we prefaced this whole segment of the show that this would be a like 45 seconds spent on the debate slash the election. And I give a shit. I, I again, <laughs> if, if we've been taught by anything by by our moral leader is that you just you keep interrupting, you you don't shut the fuck up until. You know, just the one sane guy from Fox News just has had it with you. Or I thought you were going to say that if we've been taught anything by the year 2020, time no longer has any meaning. That would have worked, too. March 215th? What? <laughs> that's that's pretty, so, pretty good. You watch Parks and Rec, right? Of course, yeah. So I've I think I've explained that my aspirational, like, who I, if I were a television character, like, my aspirational one is... is um. Ben Wyatt from yeah, Parks and Rec. I I knew who you were that that's who you were going to say. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, he's the best. But yeah. somebody had this which um I don't know if you remember this episode, but he holds up he's like he was sick or something happened where he's uh holding up like a like a, a doll that he made and then he holds and then he to the to um what's her name? To Leslie uh, holds up what a depressed works uh, what a depressed person have made this. But somebody had a good meme where they replaced it with, would a depressed person watch this? And it was um, Tuesday. So to get us out of this, because I'm a podcasting professional, we are going to, there's going to be two stops along the way to get us out and into follow-up. So first tweet. Stop number one. And it's actually a stop because this is so fucking stupid. Um, Also put an explicit tag on this episode because I'm not not really having it. Um, So from at, send ted cruz i i I wouldn't i wouldn't think they would let somebody with like a a beard this bad in in congress but you know say levy um 
so the Washington, so this was a quote tweet of the Washington Post uh, talking about something, something, something Joe Biden. There was a good viral clip earlier today on Twitter where he gets distracted by a train and it kind of just made, it was a very likable moment. And, but apparently, uh, at send Ted Cruz as a tweet, Biden may be the Democratic Party nominee, but we know who's driving the train. And and the only reason I bring this up because uh, the illustration here or the Photoshop I don't know what this even is is so is so stupid for multiple reasons. So one, can you tell me the most egregious part of this image? Just like how low quality it is. Well, yeah, but that's because the right doesn't have anybody who knows how to use Creative Cloud. Like that's <laughs> there's something that makes you against uh, a woman's right to choose that makes you terrible at visual design. Yeah, I don't bad, I don't know why Photoshop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, although last week you you, I, I, you yeah. said some very I, I, terrible I, I, I things about Photoshop skills. <laughs> um, so first, in this image that they put out, they put at send Ted Cruz on here because I think they thought like there was some some uh, dumb shit intern on his on his <laughs> on his team was like, hey, hey Ted, or oh sorry, hey Mr. Cruz or Senator Cruz. S- he Senator probably prefers Cruz. to be called Senator because yeah, he, he, he's, I'm, he's I one hundred percent guarantee he prefers that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, Senator. Um, I think this might go viral. So let's make sure we put your Twitter username on here so that when it gets reposted to uh, 4chan and all these uh, white nationalist uh, message boards, that we people can know where it came from. So that's why at send Ted Cruz is in there. Somebody also had a thing on here where, um, oh, yeah, do, uh, Ed Markey, the uh, Democratic senator from Massachusetts, whoever is running as social is great. Because somebody, uh, well, so a member of his team posted that um, trains don't use highway exits, which is pretty good. Why, <laughs> why does it have a freeway exit sign? Um, that is not to scale with this uh, train that apparently Bernie Sanders is piloting. Um, I don't know why uh, Elizabeth Warren is in the third row. I do know who Ed Markey is. I have no idea who the fifth senator or member of Congress is. Do you know who that is? The one closest to the door? Uh, no, I, I don't. So, I mean, I, I see, uh, so there's Bernie, there's Ilhan Omar, there's AOC, there's Elizabeth Warren, Ed Markey, don't know. Is that Ayanna Presley? I don't know. Anyway, but the, the train is very, again, fucking fantastic Photoshop job. It's the Biden Express, um, which is also also weird because the Trump people tend to love saying Trump train. I don't know. This whole thing's so damn stupid. But the so the, the way this somehow gets us closer to follow up is I, I tend to think of Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio as like this inseparable pair. Do you kind of get that? Like whenever I think of one, I also, I, I also think of the other. Or am I off base here? What, what's the question? Do you do you tend to lump in Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio as like this brand of mm. opportunist? Uh, right wing person, or am I, or am I unfairly lumping them together? I I would actually make the counter argument that you're not lumping in enough members. Oh, of the, there's, of the I mean, well, no, there's there's, there's there's also Tom Cotton. There's um, yeah, Jim Jordan, the guy who drinks Mountain Dew and pretends he knows about net neutrality. There's there's a whole lot of lot of stuff going on there, right? But yeah, so anyway, the the, the way that this is a a multi stop uh, smart train on the way to the uh, the Larkspur Mart. Is that so? So step two or, or stop two is Ted Cruz, and then step three is Marco Rubio, and and that is why I want the. This is a weird transition, that I want the Lakers to win the NBA Finals because 
I think of the Miami Heat or uh, El Heat as being Marco Rubio's team. Mm. So therefore, Lake Show all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also Anthony Davis. Is that his name? It is. Yeah, the brow. Has the the best Ruffles flavor, and we've discussed that on a previous episode. And anytime I see him on a bag of Ruffles, I will buy two bags of the um, jalapeno lime Ruffles. <laughs> see, I definitely and very, uh, uh, yeah, expertly got us out of that. So uh, can you give me a little bit of, uh, well, there's only one game of the NBA Finals so far, right? Yeah. Is there anything of note in how it's working in the bubble, or is it all pretty much standard fare, and it's really no different than a regular game, just because there's no, like, normally crowd noise and visual appearance, because in recent years, during the NBA Finals, they've always done that thing where, I forget which team pioneered this, maybe it was the Warriors, where they had the thing where, back when crowds were allowed, they would give, they would lay, like, a t-shirt on every seat, so that the opposing team would, like, see just like a sea of gold like somebody invented that right like that's a relatively new occurrence from the past five years right no that that's been going on for a while i mean even with the the lakers during their 3p with shaq and kobe 2000 uh 2002 they were doing the the play the shirts on the seats during the playoffs oh okay well fine you can edit that out we'll cut cut all this out no no because then that allows you to edit the banana slug thing (laughs) i'm gonna keep dropping that in so you can um they do move the same speed as sloth so i I can get where that got mixed up yeah no no it's yeah it's (laughs) you know i I don't i don't apologize uh no 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 need Mm -hmm. um anyway so yeah so it does anything feel different or does it feel exciting or is this is this competitive what's just give me give me give me 45 seconds because that's our de facto time Pomodoro timer. <laughs> what's the what's the deal with the NBA Finals? Well, I mean, I think up to this point, and you know, knock on wood for these last handful of games, what's been notable is things have basically gone over without a hitch. There's not been a single positive test in the NBA bubble. The NHL, which just finished up their regular season and playoffs in a very similar format that the NBA did, same thing. They made it through the whole thing without any positive tests. So, you know, kudos to both leagues for creating a safe environment for everybody. You know, in terms of sort of what the finals mean and like how I feel about it as a Lakers fan, I, you know, I... I feel like the whole thing is muted. I just don't think there's the same level of excitement around it that there would be in our alternate universe where, you know, the pandemic's not happening and and the finals would have happened in June. Um, I just don't think people are, well, maybe with the exception of football, um, which we don't don't need to get into here slash have in the past i just don't think people are into sports right now in the same way that they were so can i two quick follow-ups so in terms of how well or how successfully the leagues are doing with bubbles or managing the virus amongst players so sure so the nhl and nba have done well with it but wasn't there an outbreak with the Tennessee Vikings, Titans, Titans. Yeah. 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 There was, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's the thing that 
you know, the NFL, which has chosen not not to do a bubble, you know, they they've made it three weeks so far, but have had their first big kind of outbreak this week and have had a game postponed uh, this weekend as a result. And, and the in in baseball, there were two more minor outbreaks. Didn't the Giants and one other team have one? The Giants actually ended up being a false positive situation. The Phillies had a really bad outbreak to the point where they ended up playing fewer regular season games than every other team did. And depending on how the playoff um, picture shook out over the weekend, they might have had to make up a couple of games on Monday. That ended up not needing to be the case, but... um. Yeah, I mean, the the NFL thing is probably headed towards a bad ending, would be my guess. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, moving on. Um, and then going back to the to the muted, uh, like, excitement level thing, like, I guess, let me ask, do you feel that that's because of just the times that we're in and just, like, that most people are on edge about multi- on multiple fronts or because I guess when people were pushing so, so hard to reinvigorate and, re- and restart the sports season, everybody's like, well, like we need sports as a distraction. So I guess like, it feels like wouldn't viewership be up? Like what, why? Like, cause it seems like everybody was so excited to have sports back for a minute. Like, well, what, what's the disconnect? Um, I think there's a couple of things. I you might be kind of in the wrong circles of Twitter. I think there's definitely a passionate group of sports fans that that were excited to have sports back, you know, no doubt. But the population at large, I just don't think has sports top of mind right now. And then I think the other issue is, as much as the NHL and the NBA tried to, you know, kind of in their own words, like resume the season, um, the NBA played eight regular season games for each of the top 22 teams in the league and then had their full playoff schedule. The NHL brought back 24 teams did this kind of round robin tournament for the top eight teams and then did a, a kind of a play in tournament for the remaining teams and then had their full playoff schedule. Even though both leagues, you know, went through a lot of effort to make everything sort of feel like a, you know, basically legitimate end to the season, there's no way to get around the fact that the season was paused for, you know, four months, for five months, basically. And so I just don't think there's a way to sort of have people <laughs> basically just pretend like that four-month break didn't happen and just pick things back up where they were. And do you think that turns off casual fans or, yeah, or it, diehard it, fans? No, casual fans, exactly. Like, I just don't think... I don't think you can sell casual fans on the idea that we took this four month break and then things are just picking back up. I mean, the, 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 the pause in both the NBA and the NHL 
was the equivalent of a full off season. I think it was even like a couple of days longer than a full off season. So it was like literally the amount of time that passes from the end of one season to the next. And so to basically have people pretend that didn't happen is I think just, you know, uh, it, it's a leap too far. Got it. Okay. Well, cool. Um, yeah. But again, uh, good luck to the Lakers and keep making those ruffles. Mm-hmm. Um, is Anthony Anthony Davis uh, went to University of Kentucky? See that he guy? did. He did. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Go him. Go UK. Um. All right. So, are we in follow up now? I think. Yeah. You want to start the show? Yeah. Yeah. We got out all all, all the sweary bits in the beginning. <laughs> no, don't do that again. Got to earn that explicit tag. Yeah, we'll, we'll cut all this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, <laughs> one of us will. The one who knows how to use logic. <laughs> um, all right. So first up, so this, is, this is a holdover from last week. Excuse me. Um, what, so what, I what te- happened? Are you okay? Uh, I had a I had a pizza burp, and we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, my, my cast iron pizza game is so, so good. I can't even. That's going to be my next YouTube video. We'll, we'll, we'll get into this. Mm. So I teased last week that I had a revolutionary thought technology about how to eject the um, or separate the. Is it the coffee basket? I still don't know. I kept calling it the basket, but I didn't know if it had a technical term. But the little thing that allows you to. Because the Brista Express, which is the espresso machine we've been talking about on and off for the past four months uh comes with uh two sets of baskets uh that you stick into the porta filter which is the thing that you stick into the espresso machine this is this is three layers down in the onion um that you stick in the machine and then that's what pushes the water out and that's what makes um caffeine i think that's how it works yes so it comes with four baskets so two sets uh so one set of single wall baskets which are for like beans you grind yourself right yes and then uh, then it has dual wall pressurized i think is the term where those are for like pre-ground pre-ground like grocery store coffee or something right and nobody like i mean if you're gonna buy like a 600 dollars espresso machine and like you're going you're you're this far down like i'm not really sure who's using stuff you ground at at the the albertsons or whatever but i mean whatever but yeah so most people aren't going to use the this this uh double wall baskets so um i we've discussed how when you're cleaning up the espresso machine like it's kind of a pain in the butt where the the basket separating the basket from the porta filter like you kind of have to really get in there and you're either going to break your fingernails or you're going to um you're gonna you're gonna have to use like a butter knife or like a Phillips head screwdriver and um yeah, Phillips is the flat one, right? Yes. Yeah. Um or you know you're gonna break a butter knife or something to try to separate the thing and it's it's kind of a mess and someday somebody's gonna get them cut get themselves cut. So yeah, so I found that there was a, a better way to do it, which is that you can use one of those um those bad and unnecessary double wall um baskets and you can actually use the edge of it which is kind of like a nice sharp angled edge and to kind of notch it into the porta filter and you can just pop it right out so um i mentioned this last week where i was like yeah i'm not gonna say it yet because i wanted to make a video because i have been 
like I, I don't really know how to use Premiere. And I was like, you know what? Let me just take a couple hours on Sunday and try to figure out how to do this. And it actually only took like an hour and 15 um, to make a one minute, 30 second video, but <laughs> it's fine. Um, and yeah, I made it and it's on YouTube and it's uh, up to a whopping 18 views. So I think I am saving butter knives left and right around the country. And I mean, take that Greta Thunberg. I, mean, I think that makes you like, it makes me an environmentalist. YouTube famous, doesn't it? I where Where's my check? Are Susan you Wojcicki? a... Are you a YouTuber? Is that... I hate that term so much. <laughs> like, I get... like, And I don't dislike people who make their living off YouTube. Like, I mean, like, uh, Marquise Brownlee, and there's a few, like... There's some, like, actually, like, uh, people other than... Let me step back a minute. Do, do you use YouTube? Like, do you have... Do you subscribe to anybody on YouTube? No, I don't. Okay. When I'm using YouTube, I don't even think I'm, like... You're never cognizant of who uploaded the thing. Uh, and I don't think I've even like logged into my Google account. Like, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I've subscribed to very few people. Like I've subscribed to yoga with Adrian and a few other things, but, and then, uh, MKBHD Marquis Brownlee, who does, um, really, really good tech reviews. And he's one of like the only like voices of like uh, of people who like are on YouTube who talk about like consumer technology. Who's not, like insufferable like he's he's super smart and like his takes are always really good and his production values are just insane whereas like any other time you like look up like hey i want to know what's up with the the galaxy s20 and it's all just terrible like what what most people would imagine imagine youtube is like his stuff is just the polar opposite of that, and it's the absolute best but yeah so um yeah i don't know maybe maybe uh yeah this is my foray into being I mean, a youtuber Lord knows podcasting hasn't been my big break. <laughs> wow. Again, we're, we're, we're going to, uh, yesterday was international podcast day. We, oh, so it you're was? Off Twitter, so you, you're off Twitter, so you didn't know that. But um, it, it was. And I found it funny that Spotify had a, like, had purchased some promoted tweets. And, and it's, it's a company that everybody thinks is destroying podcasting, even though they're not, because they're, they're not taking away from the existing pie. They're expanding it. And again, Spotify is the only streaming music company that actually likes music. So I, f- I feel like they've, they've earned a lot of goodwill. Yeah, their mobile app sucks, though. Spotify? Yeah. No, it's fantastic. Nah, it's bad. It's so good. Nah, it's bad. I will die on this hill. Like, no, it's so good. No, that's fine. What, what, how much have you used it? I, I, was a, I was a subscriber for, I don't know, a year, maybe. Hmm. That's bad. And but currently you're on whatever I, Pandora. I, I still is. I still use Pandora, but I I I think I'm gonna switch to this Apple One thing. No, that's because what the want me to do. well, because the you know, the lady friend and I we we've got the the family sharing with the the two terabytes of iCloud storage, and then when you start doing the math from there, it's kind of like eh, well, it makes sense just to do that. Because we'll we'll save a couple of bucks and have access to a couple of services that, that we don't use. So, can I make a comparison or uh, highlight something like the part that bumps me out? I mean, Apple has increasingly become a, an objectively bad company, and they do a lot of sketchy stuff. But what you're describing there is Apple is now Comcast, or like one of those companies that nobody actually really likes. Because your logic with what you just because you are you were entirely unhappy about your your proposition, you are now thinking, 
oh, well, it's like the cable bundle. Like I now get stuff I vaguely maybe want. And it's, I guess it's acceptable. Like you're not excited about these products. I, I like Comcast. Well, I mean, I, I do too. Or I mean, like, or I think Comcast is fine. But that's not what Apple is. I mean, I maybe I'm under the wrong impression, but I always thought they strive to be better than fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I'm happy with what I pay for TV. I, I still kind of can't believe they even let me use a TiVo. Although I guess there's some. <laughs> well, that's because uh, it, they're legally required to. That's for, not by choice. cable card. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and with my internet service, you know, I've I've had a fair number of coworkers during this kind of fully remote work period have quite a bit of internet trouble and I've I've not had any. So are they on Comcast or Uverse or Sonic? Or never probed that far? It's it's kind of a mix of stuff. I actually couldn't even tell you. But I mean no, like I I, I mean I, again I absolutely agree with you. Like I this is this kind of goes back to our bundling conversation where we always push back on the fact that all these cord cutters think they're gonna get an amazing deal. Like I th- I think Comcast is fine. Other than when the lockdown started in March where like kind of my internet would die for about an hour at noon. Like they, they sorted that out and like you, you like we both have mentioned that like we kind of just get these over the years have just gotten these like uh random and unannounced speed boosts. Like I mean like it's Comcast is fine. It's very satisfactory. Yeah, I mean, I pay, I think, about $150 a month for all the TV channels I need, including HBO, and for internet service that, on paper, I think is like 300 down, but I end up getting a little bit more than that, usually, and that, you know, that to me, that seems like a very fair value proposition, with <laughs> considering how much... I watch TV and how much I use my internet connection, especially now. Yeah, but again, so but going back to the original, to taking it back to Apple, which is that, yeah, I mean, what you're describing is kind of like you're not excited about any these. Like Apple is now just like the new cable company. Like they're giving you a bundle of stuff, like maybe one or two products as core to it. Like let's let's pretend, like let's say iCloud storage is like the linchpin like that's the internet access of this bundle and then music is tv like it's it's a kind of nice to have and then this fitness plus trash and the apple tv plus thing which is a vanity project that they don't need to be doing like those are just yeah it kind of comes with it i guess fine like that that i don't know there's still conceptually that feel that that seems i don't know beneath what apple wants Perhaps to be like but a monopoly no, they're not a monopoly. They're just a bad company. <laughs> they, they, again, they're a company with with grander visions of what they believe they are versus what they actually are. Like, I, and this is the part where again, I understand you don't like Spotify's app, but I like, and I keep coming back to this point where Spotify is the only company I feel in the in the streaming music space that actually loves music. And Apple Music, it got the people who were involved with like the original like 99 cent mp3s revolution where they were actually doing really really interesting stuff with music like they're all gone and this is now a product that is just meant to be a thing that functions that gets people to sign up for something that goes on the services revenue line item where spotify i feel like almost like if you really get into spotify and you look at the related artists and the algorithmic curation and the release radar and discover weekly and all the cool stuff about it that helps you find new music like that because I because I also have Apple Music because 
it comes with my cell provider because Apple just they keep making deals like a cable company. And like Apple Music just is devoid of like all fun and whimsy and and just the stuff that used to kind of feel like it made Apple Apple. And that's just kind of the part that bums me out where like Fitness Plus is not a thing they're doing because they think they have something new to bring to the fitness space. They think it's a thing that they can throw $11 million at and try to sell to 400 million people. And it's a thing. Like, I don't, they're, they're not like, I don't think they care. I don't think they care about most of the things they do anymore. It just kind of, kind of bums me out. It's kind of one of the weird things about Apple when you think about services they provide is I would kind of assume that given how large their install base is, they actually only need <laughs> mm-hmm. a tiny, tiny fraction for of their install base to adopt a service for it to be, you know, a, a meaningful venture for them. Yeah. I mean, but with that, I kind of, well, I, I guess let me ask you, like, what do you think is, what's the threshold with Apple News Plus and Apple Arcade? Because those feel like the two things that are on the bubble where, like, I don't know, like, those aren't, like, uh, they're so attached to Apple TV Plus because they feel like, I feel like Tim Cook and, and Eddie were like in a meeting or they were they were they were out at Pico or something and they were like, you know what? Like Amazon has Man in the High Castle and they have like they're they're a company that ships stuff to your home and they have they're winning Emmys. And why can't we do that? And and that's why Apple TV is a vanity project for them and that they don't care about that they are giving away for a year because they they think they need to do it. I don't think they ever plan to make money on it. Because like, because why? Why would a phone company become the next like great entertainment company? But like, Apple Arcade and Apple News Plus, like those both like Apple Arcade seem to have like really good energy and like juju around it. Like, but Apple News Plus, I think it's like panned by literally everybody. And Apple thinks like it's a product that Apple thinks they can also on an unsuccessful uh, unsuccessful product skim 50% off the top of from the publishers like no nobody's happy with that so i guess like is that a product you feel that they like if 3% of people sign up for it that they're going to call it a day and think it's good i actually think if it weren't for their bundling strategy so if they hadn't announced apple one and it was clear that they were not ever going to offer a bundle maybe because they were just philosophically philosophically against it or if there were some licensing deals that just would prohibit it i actually would make the prediction that apple news plus and apple arcade would cease to exist two years from now but i think because of apple one being a thing those services are sort of destined to be the throw-in services that nobody really likes but which kind of allows apple to say that you know apple one is this you know 15 dollars a month value or whatever that makes sense but i also like in the, the in your roundabout explanation that you kind of made the point that apple got no principles and they will like it uh the the, bun, the the bundling thing is just like a, a means to an end to justify all the all the little projects they have. Yeah, I mean that's that's one of the more irritating things about Apple 
is there are some areas where they do genuinely deserve credit, right? Like I think the environment is an area that they legitimately care about and they, they do things above and beyond what is necessary. And they do things above and beyond what most other companies in their space do. Um, well, social issues are, are a complicated subject that we've, we've talked about in the, in the past. Are they? I mean, I mean, Apple is fine with uh, trying to talk about human rights, but he's also fine with giving the president a tour of the Mac Pro factory. As long as they get their tax cuts, it, uh-huh. it kind of yeah. Uh-huh. That that's yeah. So I feel so I feel like that's all the stance we need about their approach to human rights. Yeah, so that, that's why issues. that's that's why social issues is not a slam dunk. Like I think the environmental stuff is. Wait, so what? What he didn't give them on the six colors report card? <laughs> Oh. So, but so so outside of those two issues, mm-hmm. Apple's basically just another company, right? Like they they can sort of project them being on the high road as much as they want, but at the end of the day, they're they are a profit seeking public company, just like everybody else is. And we've we've sort of been hitting on this. It feels like repeatedly more recently I, I don't know why that's been the case it just i guess has been what's in the news but i have a lot more respect for people and for companies who even if they don't have a view or a position that i agree with if they just come out and say this is how i feel or this is why i'm doing what i'm doing <laughs> i have a lot of respect when they're just being honest and are like this is just how i feel this is what i'm going to do as opposed to trying to couch it in a bunch of other BS. Exactly. Um, and that, so that's why Apple in a lot of ways is actually extra frustrating is because not only are they like everybody else, but they try to project this aura as being, you know, holier than thou. And they're, I mean, they're not. Yep. Again, it's, it's, it's the $2 trillion company trying to act like they're the underdog. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean you, 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 you can't, you can't be the Minnesota Twins and try to pretend like you aren't the, aren't the Yankees, right? And, and, and I use that analogy, acknowledging that the Yankees. Actually, no, it's a bad analogy because the Yankees are actually decent this year, right? I, I sure. I mean, I've, I've, <laughs> I have not watched baseball this year, but did we're not going to talk about this? But did you read the Coinbase thing, or are you aware of that controversy? No. Okay, yeah, probably keep it that way. I've been, I've been really, I've been really unplugged. The Twitter and just kind of internet stuff the last few weeks. No. I, I'm sorry, I can't help myself. So, you, do you know what Coinbase is? Uh, the, the the cryptocurrency thing, right? Yeah, the the wallet company. Yeah. Basically, their CEO posted a thing. We're not we're not going to discuss this, but just, I feel like I have to say it. Where their CEO posted a thing on Medium saying basically we want to be an unwoke company and we're not going to take uh, any social positions or allow our employees to discuss politics at work. And if you don't like it, we'll give you six months of paid leave to gtfo it's quite a quite a discussion on twitter i do not feel like that's an an, a sensationalized characterization it's 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 that bananas and it feels like some people really really uh there are people who feel strongly both ways about this kind of interesting all right i have no idea how we got on to because that was not in follow-up at all i don't know how we got talking about apple for 20 minutes but (laughs) now actually in the show notes uh apple is now <clears throat> this follow up from last week? They are they have figured out a way where if you purchased a watch and it had uh, and you uh, made the wrong choice about 
the band sizing because of the new um, solo and solo braided loops, you can now get the band returned or exchanged without having to exchange the entire watch. Okay, you, you can you can put an editing stop in there. You don't have to fix it. No, I, I think... I, I, no, well, I, I accidentally hung up the call. And it's because the president tested positive for the coronavirus. Oh, did he? Yeah. Wow. Damn, I was well, I was actually gonna I was gonna make a prediction earlier tonight that it, it really did seem like that was the way things were um going, huh? You know, the last three tweets are will be interviewed by Sean Hannity, enjoy at Fox News, and then Hope Hicks has the coronavirus and now both he and the first lady have it. And uh they will get it get through it all caps together. Great. Exclamation mark. Great. Solo loops. I'm sorry for hanging up. I, I didn't. I didn't hang up. I accidentally hit. Um, <laughs> I hit command something, and I don't. I didn't hit command Q because Skype was still open. So again, my apologies. All right. Well, uh, so yeah. So, I, so Gruber good, did the thing yeah, where he, I, I, yeah, I get yeah. a good edit point. Good. Um, no, no, don't edit. This is this how the sausage is made. So, so there are a couple of interesting things to this story. <laughs> uh huh. Um. So the first is that, you know, everybody's been pointing to Gruber's write-up where he took the printout that Apple provides everybody for solo loop sizing and showed that if you if you take the sport bands, that the holes on the sport bands basically line up exactly with the holes um, on the sport band. So if you know, you know, the, the, the little hole that you normally have your clasp c- connected through on the sport band you have a corresponding size on the solo loop that you can pick. Um, so, you know, I had said, I think on last week's show that, you know, my solo loop is, it's fine. Like, you know, if, if I had to live with it, it would, it would be okay, but it, it feels a little bit too big maybe. So like, like I would be interested in, you know, trying one size below what I, what I ordered. So I pulled up Gruber's thing and actually, based on the way that I wear a sport band, apparently I picked the correct size. So I ordered a size six, and based on how I wear my sport band, that's exactly what I should have ordered. <laughs> so Gruber's thing actually doesn't really help me at all. Um, or I mean, like if it would have been available, that probably would have given you a little bit more confidence in what you bought. I mean, maybe, but it, it wouldn't change the fact that it, it doesn't fit quite right. Oh, because you're still vaguely in between sizes. Well, I mean, it, it it's still, I you know, I think objectively a little more loose than it's supposed to be. Um, so anyway, so the the second part of this story is that initially Apple's message was if you ordered an in, an incorrect um, solo loop or braided solo loop, I guess is what the other one's called, band. Um, you had to return both the band and the watch, assuming that, you know, you got the band by ordering a new watch like I did. And obviously, like with me, I wasn't going to go through the process of exchanging my watch for the, for the, the band. But over the weekend, I guess it, it came out that Apple created a process where you could just simply exchange your band as opposed to also exchanging your watch. So 
kind of had a, a busy weekend, so I didn't get around to it. But on Monday, I I went into my Apple account, went into my order history, and you know kicked off the return and exchange process. And I kind of thought there would be something there that I could just kind of go through. <laughs> but you kind of click a couple of buttons, you know, you go to return your Apple Watch order, and a little page comes up that gives you a few different options, one of which is, oh, did you order the wrong size band? If so, you need to contact us. <laughs> so I thought, okay, fine. And so, you know, you can call them or you can do the the iMessage thing. So, you know, I, I did the iMessage thing, had some back and forth with a, with a very nice uh, Canadian Apple support rep. I sent you a, a screenshot of that. Wait, what? When did this happen? I, I sent you that in the in the thing. It was very nice. Mm. It, I, I think I threaded it on the uh, the Mac Rumors link uh, around Apple allowing band only returns now. Okay. Um. Anyway, very very nice support rep. Kind of a a nebulous process where. They, the sale, the, the support rep wasn't able to initiate the exchange like right then and there. Like he had to kick off some kind of support ticket that had to then be like processed by somebody else. And so this was on Monday, and I've still not re- received any email or any sort of like confirmation that like anything's actually happening. So, um, clearly a process that Apple was caught flat footed on and that they're kind of trying to um, make up for. Um, And also a a product that was designed and thought of not in a world where people couldn't go into an Apple store and, you know, physically try on these things. Sure. So uh, two follow-up questions. A similar, would you agree that you think that AirTags or whatever their tile knockoff thing are are probably already done and is waiting to be introduced? Oh yeah, no, I, I think I think they'll be I think they'll be announced as part of the um, iPhone 12 event in the next couple of weeks. And then I guess follow up to that would be: Do you think they have intentionally not introduced them, even though they've been fully ready to go, because of our current situation and kind of the whole, well, we're not going anywhere, so who needs this? Yeah, totally. Then I guess why wouldn't they have held off on the solo loop if they feel like, because they could have very well introduced that. um, I don't know what the name is for that kind of like it's like a leather link bracelet, sort of. Like, they could have introduced other ones, but for this one where it feels like it kind of does have to be an in-person experience, it feels like they could have just sat on it. There's like Unless they just thought there was too little to the Series 6 to not release it with it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, I think you've answered your own question. I mean, that, I think that's what it was, was Series 6 just doesn't really have any story to it as to why, you know other than dumb people like me who just upgrade every year to, to this new stuff, like why they should upgrade to a series six. And, you know, they, they really pushed the new color angle on some of the finishes and they pushed these, these new claspless bands. And that, that was kind of 
that was kind of all they had, right? Because the, there wasn't a clear story around the blood oxygen sensor. There wasn't a clear story around the altimeter. The screen is very marginally better. They just didn't really have, you know. Quick, quick question because I didn't, I didn't watch the, um, the uh, announcement. Did they make much of the sleep tracking? Because I feel like that is, it feels like it might be like a, a marquee feature, but the only thing people are talking about is the blood oxygen thing. So was that kind of just an afterthought in the keynote or in, in the introduction? Uh, no, they they did. They had a whole segment on the blood oxygen sensor. No, no, on the sleep tracking. Uh, sleep tracking is a Watch OS seven feature, not a. Oh, Series so there's, 6 there's nothing. There's nothing inherently in the watch. So, like, if I up whenever I update my watch to OS seven or whatever, it it will do the same as uh, a Series six watch. Correct. There's no. There's no special sensor in the Series six that makes sleep track tracking better or anything. Got it. Um, and on the note of got it, so, so looking at your chat log here, uh, it's cool that you got somebody doing the, because um, Apple has an initiative that they've been doing since they've reduced staffing at the retail stores called Retail at Home. So yes, yeah, so you, you got you got somebody, and, and he's from Canada, so that's cool, or he or she is from Canada. Um, and yeah, you made a new friend, so that's nice. So whenever you're up in Ottawa or uh, Quebec, you can hang out there, so that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, if if he actually process this which is still unclear to me that anything is happening but but you know the internet's slow up in canada <laughs> that's, that's not um and also i i it's very rare and i kind of like because i i kind of know from the back end how these things work um it's 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 very interesting that this this actually feels like it's not a chatbot or like i know it's not a chatbot but like normally whenever you get chat-based support uh, has, was this experience, ignoring the fact that you haven't got the, any indication that the, uh, the replacement actually happened, do you feel like this was actually better than average for the level of like interaction you got? This is like every online chat experience I've ever had where... Interesting. Where I feel like if I would just pick up the phone and call, I would probably have a better experience, which is which is exactly... If I don't hear anything about this tomorrow, that's probably what I'm gonna do. Oh yeah, one eight hundred my Apple. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. This looks better because mo most chat experiences are one they're either uh very 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 low quality AI bots, um, or it is outsourced to a um non U.S. English speaking uh, English speak well. I can't say English speaking anymore because I can't do it either. English speaking country where it really always feels like they're handling four different conversations at once. And there's like a three minute lag in between responses. So I don't know this, this feels better, but I mean, but this is the, you, this is your experience. So anyway, I hope, I hope you get your, um, your Cypress screen in a size five or seven. Did you go up or down? Sorry. Uh, down. So I've got a size six. That's a little bit too big. So I'm going to do okay. a size five. All right. Uh, moving along. You have thoughts on widgets. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, it basically mirrors what Jason and Mike have been talking about on upgrade where 
widgets are they're super cool like it's actually kind of shocking what apple allows with widgets um i mean there's some obvious stuff they don't allow right like widgets aren't interactive um there's only very specific sizes they can be on the ipad they can't intermix with the home screen at all they have to live over on kind of their own page but you know those limitations aside you can kind of do anything you want with widgets like you can even run like javascript inside of a widget and you know that's exactly well we'll we'll get to this more with our chef special this week but that's exactly what jason snell's done with um his whole purple air air quality sensor thing is he's got a whole you know github project with a with a javascript that you can import into scriptable which is an app that basically lets you create um little widgets on javascripts um but like with 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 all of this cool stuff that widgets can do i still don't exactly know like what to do with widgets like i i i'm i don't i'm still kind of torn on whether i really want them to live on my home screen and to give up you know the space that four apps would normally take up at least um so you know i still have them kind of living off in the the far left screen but but yeah i'm 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 really impressed by what they can do but i just don't exactly know how to use them yet and I'm sorry uh, if you are, if you already explained this, but where where have you assigned widgets? Are they on the main home screen? Like, did you reduce like your grid of twenty apps down to like? Because I've seen a lot of people like go down to like eight or twelve to accommodate widgets. Or wh- where have you tried to shoehorn them in? And wh- like, I guess like, what are you hoping to come out of it? So my iOS home screen is one page now, which is all just app icons, and then if you swipe, you know right to left you get to the app library and then if you slide from the home screen if you swipe left to right you get to a page with widgets that's how i have it set up now so you have one home screen a widget screen and then like app library exactly yeah got it neat all right well i i wish you the best don't 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 do any widget smith stuff or go 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 to on the deep end but yeah, I mean, I think people are figuring it out just because it feels like, I mean, I think widgets, like I still haven't upgraded to iOS 14, but that they became more useful than I guess people were thinking, but people kind of also still don't really know what to do with them. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's how I feel. Like, it seems like there's a lot of cool stuff there, but I'm just not sure how much I need. Yeah, unrelated follow-up, and I don't have a link for this, but even though I don't like carrot weather the carrot weather guy has been posting stuff on Twitter about people who have sent him hate mail telling them that they don't want politics in their app. And they're usually, uh, Trump trained folks. It's pretty good. Um, Disney has, uh, um, so Disney's California theme parks are still closed, right? Right. Yeah. Walt Disney world in Florida reopened in July, maybe. Right. And they had the Disney company has um, decided to lay off twenty eight thousand people because of the um, the challenges that its theme parks division is facing. There's not a lot whole lot here, other than kind of. I mean, 
like it's, it's a choice of a company whether or not they like how long they think they can stick it out and i think for a lot of companies that this um uh, several missteps in how um the u.s from a leadership perspective and from a collective action perspective have maybe not handled this whole thing very well has made this uh health crisis take a lot longer than it has, should have or could have but um yeah it feels like the visitor levels even at the florida park are less than they would have expected so therefore they have decided to do this yeah there, there's a couple of things here i mean so I mean, in addition to just you know me being a little bit of a kind of you know closet semi-casual disney fan which you know i i let out every once in a while on the show here um one being that I, I I really think that the best barometer for how long the pandemic's going to last is, is to look at moves like this, like look at what you know public for profit companies are doing, and I think a move like this from Disney is a ref, is a re- acknowledgement of the fact that you know the pandemic's going to go on for for quite a while longer. Like we're not. We're not going to wake up on January 1st, 2021 and be like, oh, thank God 2020 is behind us. Everything's good again. Like, that's not the way it's going to work. Um, and then, I don't know, the other thing that I, I I look to with this that, I don't know, it, it's like kind of a positive thought. It's also kind of a negative thought. I, I, don't, I don't really know exactly which side it falls on, but like with with the florida parks which which have been open for a couple of months now disney acknowledging that attendance at those parks has been even lower than what they were anticipating i think is a reflection of the fact that you know whenever you get these like jackasses in bars or you know crowded beaches or whatever like those are what you know those are what capture the headlines, right? About people being irresponsible and not taking the virus seriously. But underlying all of that, I think are, you know, I mean, not to toot our own horn, but like a lot of people like us who are foregoing seeing family and friends and are kind of, you know, following what we're supposed to do. And, you know, people not going to Disney World is I, I think an example of the fact that like even if the government, you know, even if you have a jackass like DeSantos in Florida who says like open everything and, you know, let's let's just make everything normal again, like people are gonna be like, no, I'm not ready for that. It's it's the same thing we saw actually at the beginning of the of the pandemic where, you know, before there were formal shelter in place orders put in place, you saw huge decreases in Things like the number of open table reservations for restaurants and things like that, because people were just naturally being cautious. And so I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is that, like, even though this Disney news is is crappy, and I, I feel for all of these twenty eight thousand employees, I, I feel like it, the the silver lining in the story is that it is an example of like there are people still being responsible and taking this seriously. And that, you know, we can't just open up and pretend like everything's normal. And like, I'm, I think I've been consistent and I'll, I'll be consistent now. Like, 
I think absolutely under no circumstance should should theme parks be open until the pandemic is is behind us totally. Like I don't think there's any safe way to operate a theme park while we're in the midst of this pandemic. And like I I totally get that that impacts tens of thousands of jobs and you know impacts the in, entire economy of Orange County, California and Orange County, Florida, but it, Wait, are they really in the same county? Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of that's it's, sorry, it's that, kind of weird. <laughs> that's a bad context of the story. But that's awesome. Yeah, um, but I just I, I'm I'm completely opposed to to theme parks being open now. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, um, this is not an original thought, but like it just feels like it, just from a government perspective, and just kind of getting through this, it would have been so much easier to for the government just to have like guaranteed the wages of people in certain industries yeah, uh, just, yes. just to, yeah exactly. like just to be like hey like fucking stay people stay home stop trying to get your experience with a cast member and just fucking like they'll have jobs we'll all be healthy and let's just we'll make it through it but like instead we're doing this roundabout thing of like trying to it's the same thing like with colleges reopening, where people are trying to get college students not to be college students. Like, just let's just do the, let's rip the bandaid off and let's do the hard thing right the first time. And just come on. Um, anyway, so yeah, so I mean, it, it's a bummer of a story. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, is it, there's a whole lot packed in there, but I mean, anybody losing their job, like that's that's a huge bummer. I, I mean, I don't know. There's not a whole lot to add here. Uh actual news. <laughs> Uh, I did not see the story at all. So there's going to be an iPhone 12 mini. And it's supposed to be like a new, it's so, this is smaller than iPhone 10. Like the, the 11 pro, the 10 S and the 10 are all what are currently probably considered the medium sized phones. And, but they're all a little bit bigger than what most people thought of, like as like the standard, like iPhone eight success, like all that kind of stuff, like that size. So there's going to be the been, there's been a rumor that the high end will have a 5.4 inch model. But it being called the mini, that's new. Yeah, so that's the the rumor has kind of been um that Apple is going to have four iPhones this year instead of three like they've had the past couple of years. Um and that fourth option is going to be a smaller version um of the of of their kind of top of the line phones and i i actually i kind of admit i <laughs> i've totally lost track of like which iphone is which screen size so i actually don't even know off the top of my head how much smaller the the 5.4 inch screen is from like what we consider to be an iphone 11 today so the 11 Pro is 5.8 inches diagonally. The iPhone 11 is 6.1. The iPhone 11 Pro Max is 6.5. And previously, excluding the bezels, the iPhone 8 used to be 4.7. But because of the uh, alleged edge-to-edge screen, the iPhone 11 Pro, the medium-sized phone, feels maybe 15 to 20% bigger than the... Um, iPhone eight because I think like I I'm in the Jason Snell camp where he kind of like he likes that size phone, and he kind of feels like the eleven Pro and the um uh 
like the 10s and all those it, like it was a little bit of a bigger phone this maybe like it'd be nice to maybe return to that more medium pocketable size i mean it's interesting but the the one thing and we already talked about this where um with the new the the phones that are likely to be announced um in a couple of weeks whatever is the equivalent of the 11 pro max in the iphone 12 line that's going to be the only one that gets the fastest millimeter wave 5g so they're going to go back to a world where or, or credible rumors suggest that they're going back to a world where um there's no longer feature parity across the different screen sizes of the high-end iphones like in the same way that the the 7 and 8 plus always had like the double lens camera but the regular 7 and 8 didn't but when they went to the 10 and the 10 no the 10s max that was the first time they made the really big phone right um like the 10 no, didn't come they, in two sizes right no the, the iphone 10 max, no the iphone the 10 was a, Seven or even no six came out with the with the big phone right this the six no no but what I'm asking is did the iPhone ten was there ever a a larger screen ten no. or was there only no yeah so that was so then they brought back basically the equivalent of the plus model in the maxes C- correct yeah yeah so so anyway so yeah so there's going to no longer be feature parity across the line um so yeah millimeter wave like the 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 ultra fast like depending on your coverage area and which carrier you have like in excess of one gigabit per second um 5g will only be available in the largest screen phone the the rumors i've seen is that that's going to be available in the the true the two pro phones so the iphone 12 pro and the iphone 12 pro max will both get that but then the iphone 12 and the iphone 12 mini will not I would bet money that's not the case, but um, I, th- I think I think that's what it'll be. I think that'll be one of the differentiating factors with the pro. And then within the pro line, it's like, what size screen do you want? Eh, I would bet a bag a bag of Anytown on that, but yeah, we'll see. Um, okay. Eh, I don't because I accidentally hung up on you. Um, I don't know how long we're running. Uh, what what big news is there? Well, actually, do you want to talk about the Amazon stuff real quick? Because that's kind of frivolous. Yeah, I would say we do that and then probably chef specials. Yeah, yeah. There are a whole heck of a lot of new uh, Echo family of products. And maybe it's, the, I don't know if it's, it's the Amazon's bad at marketing, but I did not know this was happening until there was a whole bunch of stuff on TechMew about it. So there's new Echoes, new Echo Dots, and new Echo Dot Clocks, which is the Echo Dot that has kind of the, um, like, the hidden, like, LED, like, old-school clock thing on it. Um, I'm bummed and, caut- er, and cautiously worried that the um, Echo Spot is being end of life But, um, yeah, new Echoes across the line. Uh, they've all kind of gone to... Do you remember a long time ago when Google introduced what was called the Nexus Q? I do, yeah. Yeah, all of these look like a Nexus Q. The Nexus Q was kind of like a doomed thing where it was kind of like um, Apple used to have a product called the Airport Express, which was like a Wi-Fi range extender, but it also had like, it was like an AirPlay, like stereo out. Anyway, that's what the Nexus Q sort of was. But yeah, all these Echoes just kind of look like, um, they're very bulbous. Whereas the old um, 
Echo Mini or sorry, uh, the Echo Dot was always meant to be just kind of this like inconspicuous, just tiny little dude. Um, I don't think much has changed with them other than the, the design, right? Yeah, I think that's I right. Mean, just because the Echo is like it, it, all of like the back end features, like that gets backported because it's all like just like whenever Siri, um, rarely, <laughs> rarely, but sometimes gets smarter. Like that that works on all iPhones. You don't have to have the newest iPhone to get for her to know. Um, that when you ask the weather in London, you mean London, England, not London, Ohio. Um, so there's that. There are new eros, and it feels like um, I don't know if you've been listening to podcast ads recently, but it feels like Amazon is getting is is uh, maybe being more assertive in making sure people know that Eero is an Amazon company. Uh, but, the, but there's uh, a new Eero that supports Wi-Fi six. Um, and you know we actually skip over all this and get to the only only thing people actually want to talk about, which is. Actually, can you can you explain what the always home cam is? <laughs> the Ring always home cam was yeah. yeah. So first, this remind this event was a reminder that Amazon had bought Ring, which I don't know for some reason I always forget that. Um, so this is an indoor security camera, but what makes it unique slash dumb slash kind of cool is. It's basically a drone. So it has a base that it sits in, but then the 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 camera part is actually connected to a propeller that can fly around your home using like pre-programmed flight paths. And so if you're away from home and you want to see a particular room, like instead of having to have cameras like set up through the house, you can theoretically have this thing fly to an area of the house, which mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I hate it on one hand. I, I, I kind of like it on the other hand, like it, it kind of seems so dumb that it's kind of neat, but so let me let me get to the to the um and I accidentally opened up photos and cut it instead of Slack because of course I did. Um where where did I post this in the Slack? Because I because I threw in a couple of tweets here. Um because yeah, that's kind of the immediate um response. So um yeah, Darth had a good one who put the toilet roll on backwards. That's not how it would work. You can't go back in time. But so there's people who had good takes on this because i think so many people kind of had the same thought of this is super creepy and weird but also kind of cool but also creepy but also kind of cool like it it's it's not polarizing like i don't know if polarizing is the right word but it's a very i don't think anybody has like an unconflicted opinion of this product because it kind of makes sense because like because the the value proposition here is that Instead of having static, always-on cameras across your entire home, which might creep some people out, or they kind of have the whole thing of, is is my Echo listening to me, and all this kind of stuff, where if you don't have cameras in every room, but then you could summon a in-home drone uh, from the company that used to sell books, um, so you can go see what's happening in the, did you turn off the stove? Like that's sort of better, and the fact that because of the little like 
uh, helipad and like charging dock for the for the in-home surveillance camera drone is that it it when it's docked it's blocking the camera so that is kind of a security feature maybe i don't like it it's it's very weird where it's not the worst idea but it's also kind of just those like you know like ron swanson april shows you google maps and you go throw the computer in the dumpster like it's a lot i think it's one of those products that in like on paper is great but like you just know like even if you're kind of a a gadget nerd like like i am and that you know old carlos was Mm -hmm. it you just know that it's not gonna work (laughs) like as much as you want it to work Especially like at this price point, it's only two hundred and fifty dollars. Like it's it's not it it's not going to work the way that you want it to. So I, I would push back, or I would I would say I don't think it's not going to work, but I think it has two immediate failings that maybe not everybody has um, thought about. Which is one: Do you have to leave every door in your house open? It, it pres- presumably, I mean, it's not going to be able to. It's it's not going to pull a you know Jurassic Park Velociraptor situation and learn yeah, yeah. to open the door on its own. Because because yeah, they didn't think if they should, but because they could. <laughs> because we do things because they are hard. Um, like, but there's that, and also the fact that if you have a dog or a cat, they're going to eat the shit out of this thing. Like they're they're like yeah. it's going to like if you let's say you would never get permission to buy this. I know oh, I. I I, well, that would that would be the dumbest reason to put on a divorce form. But <laughs> I did casually mention this to the to the lady friend, and yeah, she said this was really dumb. <laughs> I just you know I, I just I put out a feeler. <laughs> Wait, so you just been like, hey, so there was an Amazon event today? That's she the kind of relationship just... we have, yeah. And then and then she was like, what do you want to buy? And the answer was fucking oh, cool, <laughs> got it. That's mm-hmm. that's a healthy relationship. Yep, but no, but uh, like. If you had a cat or I'm sure, I mean, you're, you're, I can't tell if your dog would be mildly annoyed or if he would just like, just, he'd be, he'd be scared, which is sad. Oh, like I, f- I feel like he might get amped up and just like, eat the, no, just he would knock it out of the air and he, be so mad. No, he'd be scared. He wouldn't, Aww. he wouldn't like it. Yeah. Oh, he'd hide it in his teepee. <laughs> um, <laughs> it would probably get stuck in his teepee. Well, there you go. Then <laughs> problem solving is it just bark at it. Um, I could just, I could totally, because the, the TP is kind of like next to the OLED TV. I could just, I could totally see. Oh, you come home to a broken TV. As yeah, well. you just, you, you see the the thing fly into the TP. It gets stuck. It tries to get itself out of the TP. TP falls over onto the OLED. Yeah, it's that'd be a whole thing. Oh yeah, but then your ring cameras, you could then submit that, and then Jeff Bezos would give you a, like a store credit or something. <laughs> I would never get one. I'm curious as to who would yeah I, I i yeah i don't know i don't know who this is for exactly yeah um and also like i just don't know if amazon has have they gotten like because you mentioned that you don't think that they the you don't remember ring as being an amazon company where i feel like a lot of people actually vividly do where amazon with um the uh recognition AWS service recognition with a K that they keep trying to sell to law enforcement and people keep trying to uh, protest them about where they use all that ring data to funnel that to law enforcement and to feed their um, 
facial detection algorithms, which they're trying to sell to police in the military. So it's a very, it's a very uh, problematic enterprise right now. So yeah, so they definitely own Ring, and they're definitely making in-home drones that may or may not get um, this absolute. I don't, I don't think cat cats are covered under the warranty. <laughs> um, all right, chef specials. Yeah, so I I alluded to mine earlier in the show. I'll send you a couple links, and then I'll, of course, put these in the notes. So uh, a friend of the show, Jason Snell, he's he's been on the the air quality beat, which makes sense because he's a a, uh, North Bay native. He's our neighbor. Yeah. And so he's written up... um, I don't know if he wrote up an article for the iOS widget. He mentioned it on Upgrade, at least. But um, he he wrote a Six Colors article about the um, macOS um, menu bar um, thing that he put together um, using BitBar. And then I'll put a link to the actual GitHub project for the iOS widget. And basically what, what the, the macOS menu bar thing does and which the ios widget does is allow you to put in the um, id of your nearest um, purple air air quality sensor station and it will show you the the result of that so without actually having to go to the website and what's kind of neat too is that it actually shows you the um, air quality index number based on, I guess, some slightly more accurate uh, number than even Purple Air's map does. So I've got this both on my Mac and on my iPhone, and as it turns out, in the last 12 hours, has actually been a very handy thing to uh, keep an eye on, because it literally changes from, from hour to hour. So... So yeah, it's a it's a neat neat little thing that he's put together. Yeah, I, I kind of he was talking about it on Upgrade this week, and I kind of like that it's taken on a life of its own. Where he's he didn't really expect this to be because um, it's on GitHub, right? Yeah, I mean, it, what's what's crazy about the the iOS widget is I downloaded Scriptable, which is a totally free app. You you know create a new script, and literally what I did was copy and paste the javascript from from this github project that jason put together jason and well jason and contributors put together all from my iphone and then just you know updated the station id to my my local station id and it just it worked which is just kind of it's just funny on one hand how locked down the iphone is and then on the other hand you can just like copy and paste javascript from a a github project into an app and then just have it run a widget it's um something that probably wouldn't have made a lot of sense um to iphone users like six years ago yeah i mean it it feels very like old web yeah like where we're like yeah i mean apple has uh to its credit maybe has kind of Ever since they acquired acquired workflow, have been maybe less um, strict on some things like that. So I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of neat that they let that happen. And it's, um, I think, a few years ago, we might not have thought that air quality numbers would be that important. But just kind of, we had like a week and a half of good air, where we're back in the in the two hundreds, and um, where you can't really go outside. 
So, I mean, it's 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 kind of neat. Have you given any thought to getting the Lemetric Time thing that he has, the little, like, in-home display thingy? No, no. I I would be more interested in either getting one of my own purple air sensors or one of his um weather station things okay good well yeah let me know when you get that weather station <laughs> um i got nothing this week i will just maybe throw out the general concept that i know i've talked about on the show before of a cast iron pizzas the cast iron pan that you guys all have uh for uh, searing steaks on the on the stovetop uh, you can very easily make amazing um, pan pizzas that taste just like your childhood, but with better ingredients. So go do that. 